Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. First up is a man responsible for AW, Brandon. Hello. Hello, Jim. We're here. We're doing it. How was fishing? It was good. Uh, caught about 25 fish by noon, and then everybody got seasick, and we were back at the house by 2 p.m. So That sounds like a perfect, perfect. trip to me. That's great. Yeah. Ended about four hours early, which was just enough for me. But uh, got some tile fish, couple big tune. I'll be by for some steaks. There you go. Stop going ne- over. Next is the man assigned the task of NXT. Chris, how are you? I did not go fishing. What did you do? I I bought a new robot for my pool. A robot. Yes, I was vacuuming the pool on Saturday morning and uh, did it for about three and a half minutes and say, fuck this. I don't want to do this shit no more. So much, I went out and I how, bought a pool cleaning robot. How much does a pool cleaning robot cost? A pool cleaning, the pool, I got the status of the artist pool cleaning robot. Hmm. And um, that caught, cost me a little bit more than $999 and a little bit less than $1,001. Well. Right there in the middle, huh? The but I got a bu- there was a yeah, there was a bunch of rebates and some other discounts and stuff. So that's why I bought that one. So it, it didn't cost me anywhere near that. But uh, huh, fucking game changer, bro. Congratulations on I'll tell you that right now. The space race. Yes, I mean it's I not love really that, a, Chris. It's not really a robot, but uh, we'll call it one. Let's take that back. Is it automated? Oh. It's a uh, it's like steampunk robot. Put it that way. It runs on coal. Run. It runs <laughs> on. It runs on uh, the pressure line coming back into my pool, so it doesn't actually plug into the wall. It's not electronic. Oh. Right. So it pushes gears and then it runs across, and then every few minutes it spins a valve so the thing does a little dance and moves in another direction. But it goes all the way up the walls. I'm into it. Cleans That's amazing. Walls. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We've named it. Her name is uh, uh, Princess Esmeralda Robotnik. Okay, that's that's yeah. makes sense. Sure. I was tasked with giving it a name, so there we are. Have you guys eaten today? Let me ask you, Brandon. Have you eaten your dinner today? Uh, I wouldn't call it a dinner, but I I did get a can of tuna snacks from the Dollar General to eat at lunch. There's little uh, cup of six crackers and a, and a small can of tuna salad. That's, that's what I, okay. that's all I've ingested. Okay, Chris. Chris, how was your meal today? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I've been eating basically the same thing for three days. Um, long hot stuffed with prosciutto and um, sharp provolone. Uh, so I ate them Saturday night, and then on top of the ones I ate Saturday night, I down, down I washed them down Sunday morning with about a gallon of coffee. So I've been shooting liquid out of orifices all Ooh, night. Nice. Yeah. And then I decided that a good idea to follow that up will be to cook a big pot of chili last night. That so um, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm like, oh, I feel good. I'm seven pounds lighter than I was on Saturday. That sounds excellent. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. We're Something gonna take, happened with your meal. Jim. Yeah, we're, 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 I'm going to take you yes. down a little, a little, a road with me. I live in Port Richmond, Philadelphia, and uh, there's a lot of people delivering meals through Grubhub and things like that. Occasionally, I get a meal that just shows up at my front door that I did not order. Once I ordered very expensive Chinese food, Sankey Duck House. I'm not going to say how much I spent, but it was somewhere between 79 and $81 in Chinese food. Yeah, I, I've, I've made that 
Grubhub mistake before. And <laughs> they said that the, the package arrived. It was delivered. Meet me out front. So I go out front. They're delivering it a block down to someone else's house, my $80 worth of food. I go running as fast as my old legs can take me, going, hey, my fucking food. What the fuck are you doing with my food? They got the address wrong. So it happens a lot where people drop off food here. Today, I showed up at the house, and there was a bag from Wawa. Now, the date on the or- the time on the order was about two hours before I saw the package. Please so, tell me. Yes. I took, I took it in the house. I tested the temperature. The Mountain Dew that I will never drink, it was ice cold still. It didn't come with the pack of Swedish fish that was like the prize of it. Like, oh, shit, they delivered Swedish fish. We'll eat these. A bag of Lay's, which I'm not going to eat. And a hoagie. A wheat roll hoagie. If you guys are unfamiliar with Wawa, it's like a chain, it's like a chain um, convenience store. Italian with American cheese, which is fucking bizarre to me. Sriracha, mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, onion, hot peppers. I ate it. So, mm. if at some point I get sick and I have to run off, we will all know why. And please tell the mortuary when they bring me in that I ate a hoag from Wawa that was sitting on my front step. I ate step hoagies. An Italian with sriracha. Do these people have have no clue what's going on around them? I was chasing it down with some. Uh, I'm assuming it was a he. It sounds like a he sandwich. Chasing it down with some Swedish fish. So and Mountain Dew. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yes, Chris. At what at what point does it stop becoming a sam- a hoagie and just start becoming a sandwich? Because there right. is a difference. Well, the title just said hoag, so I said, yeah, this is a yeah. hoag. I also doused it with more mayonnaise because there wasn't <laughs> enough, considering how many sauces there were. It was dry as fuck. And also, you know, if I may get on my soapbox here for a second, what Wawa considers a hoagie is very loosely. It's it's that stuff that they they sell that they call a hoagie. Mm-hmm. But I I I don't know what I I got all kinds of insider info and uh, the kind of lunch meat they get and. Um, it's barely considered lunch meat. So, Brandon, would you eat a um, street hoagie? I still. Yeah, uh, in short, yes, I would, but it's contingent on the state of my fridge. Most of, I would say, five days a week, probably. Yes, I would. The <laughs> the, the two days after grocery shopping, no. Um, the sriracha, I think, would do it for me. I, I remember the disappointment one time. I was hung over and I walked down and got myself a nice bacon. Uh, ba- everything bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, and the people handed me the wrong order. I got back in my bed to unveil a veggie, a a veggie avocado and sriracha sandwich on a Kaiser that was just this weird brown amalgamation, and and the disappointment and disgust. I this was probably two years ago. I won't forget it. So I, I guess it depends on what type of street hoagie. I think the sriracha might have might have had that thing right in the trash. You you rolling into bed with your bagel is pretty so, amazing. Yeah. Go so ahead, disappointment. Can we attach those words disappointment and disgust to you eating in bed? <laughs> yeah, I eat in bed. Oh. <laughs> no way, man. Rolling around in crumbs. Get that. Uh, I won't it's even bring liquids. I won't even bring liquids. Water doesn't even come come into the bedroom with me. Oh no, I gotta have water in the bedroom. 
Ah, I won't bring liquids. I breathe through my mouth because my nose is <laughs> stuffed up. So I'm like, <sighs> so I have to I have uh, a uh, water. I have a secret I have to tell you, and it's the reason why I don't bring anything into the bedroom. You ready to hear the secret? Because you pissed yourself. Afraid of my wife. <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. This oh, is how much I, go ahead, I'm sorry. the table that I'm sitting at right now, I would I bought it and it took me about two months to put it together. And I just had this like little two by two tabletop unscrewed sitting in my house and I would take the tabletop, put it on my bed, order like in a big Italian meal and get a glass of wine and just have a little Italian spread on the bed and just sit there and eat it by myself and watch the <laughs> <laughs> So you take the leaf from your table and made it into a table in your bed. Yes, I, like I it. use it as like a, a bed tray. That's amazing. I got to do that. Not in my house, in someone else's house. Let me sleep over your house and I'll try it out. Oh, by big, the way, I'm big Jim. Big time, big time. <laughs> I'm Jim and I'm going to talk about as many <laughs> Japanese promotions as I can handle in a week. And that's none this week. Follow us, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe. Give us five stars if you enjoy our hoagie, street hoagie talk. But first up, NXT decided to have a takeover. Uh, very little build. <laughs> but let's talk about the episode before that, Chris. Chris, you're the NXT man. Let's talk. Go ahead. Yeah, so this was, I called this one, NXT looks like Poppy is a little sloppy. <laughs> um, Got to appreciate the Seinfeld joke at any time. So, uh, yeah, um, there was a show that was a lead into a to a takeover that had no build. Um, and the show itself kind of was like a bunch of matches that were thrown together to lead into a takeover that had no build. Um, it was a match between Oni Lorkin and Austin Theory. I guess that was to set up the um, uh, Pete Dune and Johnny Gargano in the however 17 way match for the uh, NXT championship. Um, Lorkin gets the win. Um, you know, Gargano and Dune get involved. Lorkin gets the win, uh, over Austin Theory. And, you know, I, I don't think we get, we're so focused on paying attention to certain dudes on this show that, um, I think Austin Theory, as far as being a goofball character, works out great. But I, I don't think that a lot of people see the fact that he's like a pin eating workhorse for this show. Like, he worked his ass off in that match uh, last week. I I wanted to give him some credit for that. Sells like a motherfucker and takes every single pin. I'm on mute. Brandon, um, did you catch any of this episode or no? No, I watched the pay-per-view, but I did not watch the the build-up episode. This was actually a pretty good episode of NXT. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Um, Yeah, uh... Yeah, Austin Theory is definitely the guy that takes the pins, but he always looks great. It's not a situation where he, like, loses and looks bad. He's more of a comedy no, character awesome. anyway. He's fucking great. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about on the show? Um, I mean, you know, there was – yeah, there was a big one. So um, I'll go from the beginning of this. So Triple H is on TV. He Actually, Triple H is there with Regal, and they're talking to uh, Poppy, who is the musical uh, – I don't know what you would call her, the musical queen of NXT. She's talking about dropping her album, blah, blah, blah. Triple H is kind of acting like, you know, 90s DX goofball Triple H while he's standing there. Um, cut the Dexter Loomis coming into the frame. This was actually really good. Dexter Loomis shows up and gives Poppy a picture that he drew of her. And Poppy gives her a, him a big hug. 
And the next thing you know, Indy Hartwell walks in and catches them and has a complete nervous breakdown. So that was pretty good. Um, it, but it led into, um, EO, Sh- uh, ah, blew it. It led into, uh, Candice LeRae calling out Poppy, telling her that she was going to meet her in the ring or take her to the parking lot. Uh, and Poppy came out a total creep that she is and said that she wasn't a wrestler, but she knew one. And we get the return of EO Shirai, the best in the world, in my opinion, right now, most entertaining. And, uh, she basically just beat up uh, Candice LeRae in the middle of the ring. Have we ever gotten a uh, blow-off between EO and Candice LeRae? I don't think so. I don't I think, think so we, either. I, They've kind of just think, always interacted but never got a blow-off. Right. This would be a good match for a good feud instead of her going for the title constantly. Yeah. And I yeah, love Poppy. Get... Poppy's great. She shows Poppy's up and she's very, very robotic speed. Very robot woman. I am Robert Poppy. Yes. Poppy. Brandon, so, any thoughts on Poppy? Did you Who think is? She was a little... I haven't even heard of Poppy. When's the, when's the last time we saw Poppy? Poppy was last year. She was did the uh, she did Eo Sarai's song, the entrance, I think, yeah. at WrestleMania two years ago. Yeah, Poppy. I remember Poppy's this Poppy's this guy that is going to open a pizza shop, but then he doesn't because of communism, and for this there can be no debate. That's that's all I can say. Poppy's about Poppy. a little sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld jokes. Um, yeah, yeah jokes. she's just 2021. Like, <laughs> she's a she's a pop artist, and now she does like metal tracks. Is that what she is? A pop artist? Yeah, she's like now she does metal tracks. She's got a pretty her newest album's pretty good. Yeah, remember who you're talking to? I didn't know who Bad Bunny was, and he's well, like one of the biggest things in the world. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know. That's what I, mean. I, mean, I get it. I know. I, what I'm saying is, I'm admitting my own ignorance when i say these things it's not like who is this person i never heard of her no it's over her please tell me i liked uh triple h saying well that was kind of awkward this is kind of awkward that whole segment was pretty good yeah it was good yeah anything else in the show yeah yeah doc hendrix because you know we all needed an appearance from doc hendrix um but this was the lead-in for uh in your house so he tells us what's going to go on and he tells us that there's earlier on the show we had a run in between dibiase and la knight and cameron grimes so they were going to wrestle in a ladder match for the million dollar they're calling it the vacant million dollar championship (laughs) been vacant for 45 years um so Doc Hendricks comes in, tells us all the new matches that we didn't know about yet, and that was the show, basically. We had a uh, match between Ember Moon and um, Dakota Kai, which I kind of knew what was going to happen there. So yeah, we're heading to title build, shots. Build, build. Yeah. All right, so one thing that I'm missing, because I watch it on Hulu, and as I look through their list, there are so many matches they don't show in the Hulu version. Mm-hmm. Did we get Killian Dane versus Isaiah Swerve Scott? No, we did not. No, we didn't. I would like to see that match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus some lady named Cameron Branay. Yep. Did we get that? Nope. No. I, I basically have, went down every match that we have. I know. have been dying to see Ekimanjiro, and he hasn't been on fucking a single episode that I've watched of NXT. This is fucking ridiculous. Everybody I want to see, I don't get to see. New faces I don't get to see. I got a fucking seven-man white dude fighting for the title fucking match at the pay-per-view. Get to see that again. 
Let's move well, on. Well, we're going to get into that. Let's move on. All right, so let's talk about the pay-per-view. Yes, I, I'll, I titled... Go I'll, go through the, uh, I'll go through the card, and uh, okay. we'll talk about it. Do you have anything to lead in? Sounds like you have something to say. No, I just gave it another... I gave this one a title as well. I called this one, In Your House, Who Gives a Shit? First up, I mean, that was my opinion on that whole show. There was a dark match. It was Saray and Zoe Stark versus Leah and Jesse Kamea. Yeah, let me guess who won that. Yeah, Saray and Zoe Stark. Did you? Did, was this part of a pre-show or something? Yeah, it was part of a pre-show. Did um, you catch it? I would just no, I didn't. I just assumed when I saw the match that Aaliyah was going to uh, win. <laughs> <laughs> has she ever gotten a pinfall like on? I don't. I don't, I don't think she so. ever has. Which is great because they come out and they talk. Well, it actually works. They come out, they talk shit, they lose every single time. I think that's awesome, personally. <laughs> and Robert Stone loses his shit. Yeah, always. And, and Meltzer said that Robert Stone is is supposed to be Tony Khan. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first match on. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've watched. I watched half the show. Can I be honest with you? And I'll yes. give you my whole grade for this show. I won't give you my grade for it, but I'll give you where my um, viewpoint was coming for this show. Because, you know, when now that we watch our wrestling differently, you know, you watch it to streaming services or or like we said on Hulu, we missed a bunch of shit and all that stuff. I came home from work on Sunday. I got my dinner ready. I sat down just in time to watch this show. OK, and there were streaming issues the entire Time. Hmm. I would get three minutes and then it would get it would buffer. Then I would get another minute and it would buffer. And I toughed it out for three matches until I gave up. I watched everything up until I believe it was um, the million dollar title right. match. La night. So, yeah. So I watched those three and I couldn't do it anymore. I turned it off. I was like, I'll pick it up another day. Well, when I got to watch it, I didn't feel like watching it anymore because I kind of knew what happened. So I spent a majority of the time trying to watch this show with my face switching between the TV and my phone. Mm, good time. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know what I'm, it's just, it got to the point where it was just like, we're, we're in a situation where the biggest cable uh, television provider in the country um, is, is running the streaming service and it's buffering like a motherfucker the whole time. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah, it's awful. Also, you can't double time. I like watching the shit I don't want to watch. I put it on double time. I watch it at twice the speed. Everything moves real fast. You can't yeah. do it. It doesn't move at double time. It says it's moving at double time, but the screen itself doesn't move at double time. No, Whether you're on right. Because right. I watch it on my laptop and I watch it on, on my TV. Yeah. It doesn't double time. You know, and the biggest thing that pisses me off about this whole thing is is that it's not like the streaming platform is a new concept. First of all, you took it over. You took the content over from somebody that had a streaming platform for years before you got it. But not only that, you know. And, when, a, good, and a good streaming platform. Yeah, and a good one. Network was good after it the was. initial I mean, hiccups I, of the first year. I think I think I watched it. It started with WrestleMania 30, and there were some hiccups in the beginning. And from what I understand, they were piggybacking off of um, MLB servers. Right, right, right. Now, I could be wrong, but I remember somebody telling me that. And then um, they kind of got it all together. And within a few months, it was working well. Because mm -hmm. I remember I watched – it was what got me back into it. I said, whoa, look at all the shit that's on here. I don't even have to watch the new shit. I'll watch the old stuff. It's right, right. We've discussed this before, yeah. Right. They right. take it over. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. You know, 
the streaming platforms, it's not new. Netflix has been doing this forever, and everybody gave Netflix their content so they can watch them do their shit, and then they took all their content back and put it on their own streaming platforms, and they can't get it the fuck together. It's just very odd to me. Brandon, did you have uh, the pleasure of enjoying Peacock? Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Same thing Sunday night. I would call this NXT in my dreams because the same thing. I tried to watch it. It was lagging for minutes at a time. I even did that thing where I fired my phone out of reach. So I, I was, it was just me and the event, and I zonked out two nights in a row. First night it's lagging. The second night, just you know, kind of had lost interest at that point. Like Chris, it's, and then I'm trying to watch it. I cast it to my TV for my phone and. It, you're, you're trying to skip ahead to what you want. The, the cursor doesn't work. It doesn't skip. Like Chris said, they it's not that hard to just lift the code from one service and, and paste it back into whatever setup that you have, but it just doesn't work at all. I mean, we, we talked about this before, but this is clearly Comcast like just kind of throwing this up. It's not their priority, and it's got to be on some long list of to-dos for an IT department that's not getting done anytime soon. So right. nothing. if you don't care about an event or you're trying to get yourself to care in it, about an event and the people hosting the event don't even give a shit about it enough to get it to work. That's not really going to inspire you to, to yeah, get it. Yeah, it makes it hard, doesn't it? My biggest problem besides Peacock was that I'm so fucking busy in my life that I have no time for any of this fucking shit. And as soon as I have any technical issue, I've officially given up and I've moved on to something else. Uh, that's exactly what I do. As soon as there's a problem, the, I'm gone. One of the problems we're having right now at this time of year with professional wrestling is that it fucking stinks. So I have to drag myself to watch something I'm not particularly excited about and forego things I am actually excited about watching or doing or anything. Or I'm working so fucking much because Philadelphia reopened that I'd rather just fucking sleep. And I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah, like when you say that, like I'd rather do anything than this. Sometimes for me, doing anything is sitting in my couch in the basement, fucking staring. I came I'd home. Do that. I came home from work Sunday, Saturday or Sunday night. I forget what fucking night it was. I sat on the couch with the lights off. I opened a beer. I woke up again. It was four o'clock in the morning. I didn't look at my phone. All I did was take my shoes off. I want to be entertained. And if I gotta put this fucking app on and it doesn't work, I'm not entertained and I don't care anymore. Shall we move on to the next, uh, the first There's match? There's our review. Let's card. move on to the first match. We haven't even first got match to the main card. Winner takes all. Six man tag team match for both the NXT North American Championship and the NXT Tag Team Championship. Shit. Uh, we got uh, Bronson Reed, who's the North American Champion. With MSK, who is Nash Carter and Fat Tom Hardy, who are the tag team champ, they beat Legado del Fantasma, which is Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul Mendoza by pinfall. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, so, um, you know, one of the things about this this entire show was this was, what, five matches, three of which were gimmick matches. This was one of these gimmick matches, and it was a bunch of spots that we kind of already saw before. Um Always fun to watch. I mean, MSK and uh, and uh, Yagato del Fantasma are fun to watch. It's a lot of these chained together spots, which, you know, I mean, I, I like a lot of that stuff, as long as it's a little bit different every time I see it. Um, 
But once again, we're just back to doing the same things over and over again. It's the old, you know, you got two little guys and a big guy. Then everybody jumps on everybody outside the ring and everybody waits for the guy that's not supposed to do it. And then he gets his chance and then he does it and everybody goes flying. We get one of those. Um, MSK and Bronson Reed get the win uh, because Santos Escobar stares at the North American title. Yes, he does. And like he's looking like he's looking at the mirror in Prince of Darkness and he gets tackled through a wall. Again, we've seen this already. But it was more extreme this time. It was just more extreme. Yeah, it was the second time we saw it. And, um, yeah, so that was that. Uh, before, so the bad guys lose. Before we, I jump into here, um, a note I did make. Uh, Naomi Fox did, like, the theme song of In Your House, NXT In Your House. And she was singing it, and dancing along, and the whole thing was lip synced. It was so fucking weird. I doubt it. I don't know who Naomi Fox is. I, but. I probably had a yellow pinwheel on my screen at that point. Oh, right. And it was, wasn't was moving because I actually watched these ones when, when they aired. You're looking up Naomi Fox? I am. Uh, also, Todd Pettengill. It's kind of fun to see him. That was while. fun. Yeah, he's fun. But this match was something that definitely looked like it should have been on a uh, main event of weekly NXT. Oh, with Naomi of no, it's Alicia. Oh, God, that's what I forget. I'm done talking. Let's move. <laughs> Brandon, Fuck. thoughts on the match? Put me to bed twice. So that's all I got. <laughs> all right, moving on. Singles match. The grudge match. Jaya Lee with Boa and Mei Jing defeated Mercedes Martinez via pinfall. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, th- this match was a dog, in my opinion. Um, and the story was forced and it was a grudge match from something that happened three years ago, right? Three years, I think it was. Um, so they were looking to fill spots on the card and, uh, get Jaya Lee into something, I guess. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I, I, and, you know, Jaya Lee gets to win after a really anticlimactic finish. Uh, the ending, uh, with, between Mercedes Martinez and Tian Sha, who is, I can't think of her name right now. Mei Ying. Mei Ying um, was very strange and very quiet. Yeah. Um, not really that good. And look, here's it, it brings up a beef that I don't know that I've had a problem, uh, had an opportunity to bring up that I've had with WWE for years. <sighs> the hair. <laughs> Jaya Lee's hair. Why do they do this? It looks like yarn. She looks like look, a cyberpunk. But it's not just her. It's Sasha Banks. It's, I'm not going to say Bianca Belair because it's part of her gimmick, but it's, they all have these ridiculous, all this ridiculous hair flying all over the place. What is the practicality of this? Especially Jaya Lee, who is working for a supernatural demon woman and well, who is bent, hell bent on revenge and tentacles. she's got time to get this stuff done to her The tentacles. Hair. I can't stand it. I Brent, hate it so much. Brandon Fox. Uh, this is pretty quick. I thought Boa was uh, silly at best. Not not much going on here. Again, I'm looking for something to make me feel differently than I felt going into this. It's skipping, and this didn't didn't execute didn't on make that. It, but yeah, it didn't next, make it any better. I think Mei Jing looks pretty cool. And she, uh, we're assuming it's a she. She uh, has super strength, I think. And she well, threw you know, Mercedes Martinez with one arm. Listen. 
as a man who practiced martial arts, if you can grab the throat at exactly the right spot, you could paralyze an opponent <laughs> and throw them with one arm. Maybe she was using her chi, her key, chi, 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 her chi. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she hit her with a hadouken and sent her flying. This was not a good match, no. but it is. Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. A lot of the Jaili shit doesn't make it to the Hulu cut, so I don't know the story. <laughs> so when she well, shows up, I'm kind of stoked on it. I'm like, oh, this will be cool. But the match isn't really great because she's really super, super duper green still. But um, I mean, it was it was fine. It was seven minutes. Like I I found it entertaining. Yeah. We have a mystical character in NXT now. It was probably about 14 minutes for me because I had a minute of play and then a minute of buffer yeah. when I was watching. But yeah. According to the official list, I don't know how long it took me to watch it. I think I backed up when the uh, when the supernatural stuff happened. I don't know. I thought Jaila looks pretty cool. Maybe I like cyber. Maybe I like cyberpunk girls. Techno. What are they called? Technopunks. Techno Vikings. Techno, techno, yes. Techno Vikings. Are they techno Vikings? It was techno Vikings. All right, next up. This is the last match I watched, by the way. Ladder match for the vacant million-dollar championship. This is legit, like, the first three matches I gave a shit about. The last two matches I could not give a flying fuck about. So this match was the last where I stopped caring. This is the one I stopped on. This is the last one I cared about. L.A. Knight defeats Cameron Grimes for the million-dollar championship. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, so first of all, they do a little promo, like a little vignette beforehand where DiBiase's talking, and the way that they shot it, this is not against Ted DiBiase, but the way that they shot it, it looks like a local car commercial that I would be watching at 7 a.m. when the morning news is on. Back. Yeah, it's exactly what it looked like. Um we also learned in this match, I don't know if you knew this, Jim, uh, Wade Barrett told me that uh, the ultra-high ladder, oh, no, I'm sorry, it was Beth Phoenix. She told us that the ultra-high ladder uh, means ultra-high damage. Yes, I, I heard that. Yes, that. I heard that. Um, and I was like, well, she's just lying to us now, I guess. Yes, I guess we're just being lied to. Um, so, yeah, uh, you get Horse Blanket Beer versus L.A. Knight. Uh, it's the same fucking spots we've seen a million times in these ladder matches. And we're going to get into something later, and it's going to all come back around. So um, L.A. Knight gets Debuse's million-dollar belt that didn't mean anything 20 years ago or 35 years ago, whatever it was. But, I mean, whatever. I like Ted DiBiase, and he's on my TV, so that didn't make me mad. Brandon? I like this. I Cameron Grimes took some nasty bumps. Um, again, we'll get into this later, but I like that some of the big spots had to do with keeping L.A. Knight out of the ring. A lot of times in these, like, they'll do a massive spot right into the center of the ring, which doesn't do anything when the, that's where the belt is and you're trying, you have to get there anyway. You want to keep them away from that. Um, L.A. Knight I enjoy every time. DiBiase sitting in that uh, – chair just hiding out in the corner just kind of enjoying this whole thing got a kick out of seeing him not not bad not great uh, this is probably my favorite part of the show it tells you all you need to know i don't have too much else to say can we uh, go ahead can we real quick to discuss dibiase's security yes they look very <laughs> yeah. tough with their bulletproof vests yes <laughs> all right i do have something to say so 
My wife does not watch this stuff. Occasionally she'll catch it. But she's seen a couple of these ladder matches. And she said while I was watching it, this shit's so stupid. Every single one of these is the same thing. There you go. <laughs> so that's the problem with this formula. We've talked about it before. It's tried out. It's burned out. There's nothing we can do to liven it, I don't think. Not to say it wasn't entertaining. It was fine. I did like the fact that they only really went up the ladder twice, which, you know, that can get a little tiresome when they're constantly going up and down the ladder. It's in slow motion. And L.A. Knight is fucking amazing. The whole match, he's just talking, won't shut the fuck up. He's worried so much about the crowd. He's yelling at the crowd the whole time. And he still wins. Um, this was fun. This was a fun match, though. But it's, you know, it's kind of run its course for me with the ladder matches. Go ahead. Well, when you're... So do you know how... I'm, I'm, look, in my opinion, how they make uh, a ladder match not seem as repetitive... You don't have one every fucking pay-per-view. That's a problem. Right? This was a fucking in your house in June when nobody's watching television. And you put you put a a ladder match on it. And with, it's just this was like one of the only stories that had like real build. Yes. It wasn't rushed to, you know, throw it together for a pay-per-view. Right, we're gonna, now, just this is pretty much the main event for me because I didn't watch the last two uh, 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 matches, so I'm just going to get make my point real quick. This whole pay-per-view seems like Vince McMahon was like, um, hey, Triple H, we need you to put together a pay-per-view real fast. You got two, you got two weeks to do it. That's what this, like there's no, none of this was long-term build. So much so that it was like you had Kushida in the exact same spot as Bronson Reed is. You had Kushida do something else. They just threw Bronson Reed in the same fucking story. They did the same fucking matches. Yeah, I didn't re- you know, I didn't realize that. It's the exact same fucking <laughs> the exact team, same, same shit. people yeah. involved. It's, it's just, just a different yeah. title. North American instead of cruiserweight, but it's the same shit. Like it seems like they were just like the LA Knight thing is the is the only LA Knight and Cameron Grimes is the only storyline that was built over an extended period of time. Completely theory. Final thoughts on that match. Well, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Entertaining, yeah, it was entertaining. but seen it before. This is the best match of the show, like Brandon said. Yes, 100%. And I didn't watch the last two, and I can guarantee they were entertaining. So next up, singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai beats Ember, Ember Moon Ember Moon via pinfall. Chris, what do you think about Ember Moon in this match? Duh, I, bored. Knew she was going to lose. Knew they weren't going anywhere. Knew it was going to happen. Chassie Blackheart comes out. Adults on pigtails, gotta go. It's disgusting. Um, yeah, wasn't entertaining. Didn't care. I think I was uh, yelling at my phone because I saw that Rancid was going on tour, but I it, I didn't realize that the tickets don't get, go on sale till Friday, so I was yelling at my phone that I couldn't buy tickets to Rancid. That's what I was doing watching this match. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, what are your thoughts By on? By the way, they go on they go on sale Friday at ten. Don't buy them because I need to get them. Brandon, what are your thoughts on uh, adult women with pigtails? Uh, I think yeah, after what we saw happen with Alexa Bliss and the internet, we should probably stop doing that. <laughs> Definitely a kink, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Go ahead. This match happened. I don't have too much to say about it at this point in the night. This is when you're gone. This is one of those great balls of fire pay-per-views where nothing is going to happen the the entire time and no titles are changing. 
And then that led us to a, a main event. <laughs> yeah, but, I you guess. know, in Great Balls of Fire's defense, remember the main event was Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. That was a pretty good show, too, Great yeah. Balls of Fire. But, but I get I, the point. I, I get the point. smashed it there. No, I get the point. I, I mean, a figurative great ball yeah, of fire. Like, yeah. A great ball of ball of shit. Flaming ball of shit. Let me uh, let me pose this question. What do you think of the possibility that they might owe Peacock a certain amount of special shows a year and they had to throw one in there? Not sure. Why not? Right? I mean, it makes sense. Because this was definitely like, why are we doing this now? Yeah. And look, it's NXT in your house. You don't have a live crowd. You're literally just in a house. You probably could have done something <laughs> creative with that. I wish they were in an actual house. Well, the if two you were, 90s doors there, and that's it. That's the theme. If, of the you, if you remember, didn't Bronson Reed, in the last one, didn't Bronson Reed put Johnny Gargano's face into the ring doorbell camera? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and then Io Shirai jumped off the house. Yes. And I don't think they had any fans for that one. They did say that in this one it was the largest – uh, crowds since they've been doing it at the Capitol Center, wherever the fuck they record. I think it's the same place. They just call it the Capitol Wrestling Center now. Yeah. I also, think it's still... um, I did notice a lot of dorks ringside, not entertained by anything. So it's good to see wrestling. It's good to see wrestling fans are back. Yeah. Arms folded. Arms folded, having fun. So uh, let's just parlay this into another match that I didn't give a fucking shit about. The Fatal Five Way match. Oh, great. Now we have three men at ringside laying around. For the NXT Championship, Karrion Cross with Scarlett Bordeaux defeated Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, white guy number four, and white guy, yeah, by technical sub, uh, submission. Chris Lutz. Yeah, I got a five. I have my notes. Five way that Cross wins, big surprise. Mm-hmm. I think we knew it was going to happen here. Who cares? I'm just over it. Brandon? I don't think. Like this match felt like an exercise in like showing how dominant Karrion Cross is, and in my head, I don't feel like he's good enough to deserve that right now. So it was just kind of meh, uninteresting to me that that this was clearly what was going to happen, and it didn't feel like it made sense that it was happening. Why is he just smashing their entire I don't know five of the top seven guys in their men's roster? Also, every single one of these matches, if you look at them, and I said it earlier, the only one that stands out that should have been a, like, quote-unquote pay-per-view match, NXT TakeOver match, is the Million Dollar Championship match, the LA, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Why? Because of the build. Every single, every other one of these matches could have main-evented any weekly show. This yeah, you want to yeah. you know, do, like, if you want to make that match cool, you do the entire second hour of NXT on a Tuesday night or whenever. Tuesdays, right? Tuesday night. You do the entire second hour of that five-way. Right. That makes that show awesome. And I, I get the point, and Brendan said it too. It's like to make Karrion Cross look dominant, which we don't buy anyway. Yeah, he's not so, good enough. Yeah, so he's just like running through everybody, but I don't know. Put it this way. Karrion Cross, before he came to WWE, Karrion Cross was wrestling in fucking Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. And Impact too, right? Yeah, I think before that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I, like <laughs> the last time I saw him, I watched him wrestle in like a conference room at the at an abandoned casino in a casino in Atlantic City. Now he's like <laughs> unstoppable. It's like I just I don't know. It's I understand that for each of their these shows on their own, like this is their guy. They want to pump him up. But it, as someone that's consuming all of them one after another after another, it's a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm buying less of them than I am buying 
I'm not buying less of them than I am buying. Excuse me. Well, I'll tell you what. The pen, Jesus I've Christ, said, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. I'll, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'll say it again. Uh, depending on how his build goes and how he comes along, he either – I doubt it will be the 2022, but he wins the 2023 Royal Rumble. Yeah, carrying Gross. Yeah. It might actually be next year. I, and I'm just hedging my bets here mm-hmm. because if we get to December and he's – it's still shitsville. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like when you say it that way, I wouldn't be surprised if you go the entire rest of the year, him just beating the shit out of everybody and leaving. Right. And winning the Royal Rumble. Right. Like they did with uh, Oscar. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's – yeah, exactly. I actually – just to that specific point, I actually think once they get back to live crowds, they're going to try to gas us up. And, like, you'll see Lesnar come back, maybe Cena. Like, they'll, I bet you they'll do more of that stuff and try to, like, get the train back on the tracks a little bit here. Yeah, I think Just to gas them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, everybody's been predicting that Lesnar's going to come back just in general. That – um. It would be once there's live crowds. There's no way he's he's definitely saying like I'm not fucking going and wrestling. No, I'm wrestling, wrestling for nobody. TVs. He's not wrestling for TVs. Right. Uh, and frankly, Vince uh, isn't going to fly him down from fucking Manitoba or wherever Winnipeg, wherever the hell he's at in Canada. Fly him down here. Well, you know, if he's, he's home in, in Canada, he can't in, leave. I think he's in North Dakota or Minnesota. He's like in Minnesota, yeah, I think. He's, he's Is he? Because yeah, he's on the border. Oh, okay. All right. I thought he was actually in Canada. But you know, I mean. He's not going to fly him down first class. I'm sure that's what he gets. Fly him down to fucking Florida to wrestle in front of a crowd that no crowd TV TV fucking screen crowd to fly him back first class the, across the entire country. It's not All right. happening. All right, let me get, let's get back on topic real quick. <laughs> We're talking about Brock Lesnar. We're still in developmental. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, best performer tonight, Go ahead, Chris. Uh, La Knight. I agree, La Knight. Uh, Brandon. I'm going to go Cameron Grimes, uh, yeah, L.A. Knights. I don't know. He's almost 40, I think. Grimes was taken. That bump at the end of that was brutal. That mm. ladder didn't even break. He, he, you know, he took the shots that kind of made that as good as it was. I'll give it to him. He's fun. He he's got a he, lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, he got to drink some horse blanket beers when he was done. That's, is that something we talked about off? No, that's something we no, talked that about was, on. That was on the air. Oh, we were talking about on. Horse blanket beers. Horse blanket beer. Horse blanket beer. Like. He looks like he likes a horse blanket beer. Yes. Uh, match of the night. Go ahead, Chris. The ladder match. Yeah, I think we all agree on that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. My my wife didn't buy that it was a gold-plated ladder, a 100% uh, 24-karat gold-plated ladder. She would not buy well, it. Wade Barrett said that it must have been a golden ladder, but it couldn't have been golden. It must have been gold-plated because it was moving it way too easily. It would have been too heavy <laughs> if it was gold. <laughs> oh, Over, overall grade, Chris, go ahead. Um, I'm going to give it a um, B for... Buffering. Uh, Brandon? I'm going to give this an incomplete, as in it, it doesn't even deserve a grade. I don't I don't feel like they even really gave it enough of an attempt for me oh, to I give it a, a D. I got a few. <laughs> I'm going to give it an 8 out of 8 carats out of 24 karat gold. Mm, okay. It's not very good. Shall we move on? Did you guys watch the A&E documentary, Chris? Yes, I did. I actually watched it two weeks ago. Brandon, did you watch it? Yes. I didn't, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. There's a lot of stuff I didn't watch this week, and you'll find out. Chris, go ahead. Thoughts on the A&E documentary. Who are we talking um, about this week? You know about Bret Hart. We oh, I know plenty about, about Bret Hart. Hart. I probably wouldn't have learned anything. Go ahead, Chris. I don't think so. So, yeah, uh, so this is, this is what I learned. Uh, I learned that I've seen Bret Hart documentaries before, 
and um, it was the same as every other one. Did he get stretched really in nothing. the dungeon? Get stretched in the dungeon. People are screaming. Um, Stu Hart owned Calgary. Um, his uh, brother died. Goldberg, uh, Goldberg uh, concussed him. kicked him and gave him a concussion. But if you actually watch that match, when he gives Goldberg the figure four around the ring post, he smashes his head. <laughs> Could have been that, too. Correct, his head um, against the post. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, and, I, you know, I honestly think just through watching all of the documentaries, listen to any interviews with Bret Hart, I think Bret Hart is probably one of the most realistic technical wrestlers ever, at least in the United States, that we would see on a regular basis. And, um, but I don't, I think he was pure speculation, very, um, he felt like he was, uh, what do they, what do they call that? Um, that Vince kind of fucked him over. He couldn't pay him and he left and he, and then they started making a ton of money over there right after he left. And I, I, I get the impression, impression that he went to WCW because they were offering him money but he was never happy there because they never, he never really did shit in WCW. And if you listen to a lot of interviews, he never brought anything to the table there either. Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's a shame. I love Bret Hart, but. Brandon. Yeah. I didn't really learn anything at all. If you've watched a Bret Hart documentary before they hit all the same notes, I will say as I, as I get older, especially watching documentaries on a lot of these other assholes that I grew up watching, he comes off as more and more likable as time goes on. But also, I would say, kind of lost the plot a little bit here. He, like, mm-hmm. he kind of falls into that category where he's like very upset about about business. I, I, you know, I, I can't really say that I get that he wouldn't give the belt to Shawn Michaels. Like who the fuck cares? You're leaving. This is, this is what this is. It's all bullshit. And that's like the big, big I, um, tipping point of his career. Go ahead. Yeah. Can I interject real yes. quick? It's funny you said that. So I listened to an interview with Scott Hall this week. On on what platform? It was on a podcast. Oh, and uh, it was, I mean, I, I'll mention it was on Bischoff's podcast. Okay. Well, that's fine. I just want to know talk, what, yeah. what the, what the uh, amount of, uh, if you're going to say it's on the Wrestler Observer. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not that he Scott interviews Hall, anyone, but yeah, okay, go ahead. Scott Hall, Scott Hall, for all his shortcomings as a human being, I mean, basically he was just a drug addict, and most of the shit that he did was all drug addict shit-based that we know of. Um, but he said, and he's always said this, it's a job. I don't give a shit. If you want me to take your finisher, I'll take your finisher. I look just as good laying in the middle of the ring as I do standing in the middle of the ring. I don't fucking care. And when he came into WWE, they made him go. They made him work with Ted DiBiase, right? He works with Ted DiBiase, and he says, you let Ted do whatever he wants to do. He let Ted do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. The second time around, he said, we're working with Virgil. You let Virgil do whatever he wants to do. He says, what do you want to do with Vir- Virgil? Mm-hmm. Why? Professional. Mm-hmm. It's fucking and he even says it shit ain't real man the shit is fucking fake well go make yes. your money yeah it's a fucking television show right exactly and never understood that but that's these guys and we'll get into it later with with uh, the next documentary that's these guys who came up in this way where we gotta be a tough it's guy toughness it's tough a toughness. toughness it's a fucking tv show it's acrobatics on television yeah brent any more thoughts on the, the bret hart documentary recommend don't recommend Anything new? Nothing? 
I recommend it if you are interested in Bret Hart and don't know anything. If you know anything about Bret Hart, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, the, probably the biggest takeaway I had from this is like this dude took this shit too seriously to the point where he had a fucking stroke in peak physical condition. Like you got to chill out, dude. This guy, yeah. his his character is his birth name is Bret Hart. His character is Bret Hart. He failed to separate the two to the point where he, he took this shit so seriously he had a goddamn stroke. You gotta calm down. I, and I can, I'm, talk, I'm talking to myself here. Like this, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> Brad, everybody Brad, relax. Yeah. Everybody relax. Everybody chill. I had a freak out because of buffering and pro wrestling and me working too hard. That's more to do with me working too hard. All right, let's move on. Um, yeah, I think our general recommendation, though, by the by the way, with the A and E docs, and we've said this before, is that if you are new to these stories, watch them. If you know the story, you're probably not gonna learn anything new, right? Except for that Jesus Christ cured Shawn Michaels. Fuck! Except for that. You fucking fucking beat me to it. That's the only thing I learned. God has powers. That's the only thing I learned. If you go to church and you cry over a Bible but have no remorse, Jesus will listen to you. And he will give you everything you ever wanted. And then you can say, I'm cool now. Everybody be my friend. Everybody's cool. Everything's fine. I have no no shadows cast over me like Jake the Snake Roberts. (laughs) I was thinking... We were talking about, I was talking this with a buddy of mine the other day. I'm fairly certain being like the straight kind of guy that he's always been, business-minded guy that he's always been. (laughs) I bet you if you could read his mind, Triple H still fucking hates him. Guaranteed. Still hates hates Shawn Michaels. Guaranteed. (laughs) Like, fuck you. I'm not going to say it on TV, but fuck him. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So our, and I just, this is the most disappointing part of Dark Side of the Ring. This is the last episode we're getting for a while. It's going on hiatus. So our fucking FMW episode isn't coming until the winter time. This is fucking bullshit. I'm pissed. I didn't even realize that. Yes, I just found this out the other day on their Twitter feed. They said, oh, stay tuned for next year when we come back with more. It's like, fuck you, dude. Shit. All right, so uh, Dark uh, Dynamite Kid, who wants to start? Listen, we'll get over it. Chris, Dynamite Kid, kid yeah, he's, about... he's your favorite wrestler. Go ahead. What did you think of this episode? Um, This episode was rough for me. Well, it wasn't rough. I didn't live this. But I'm watching this wrestler, this episode, and, like, you know, first of all, like you said, Dynamite Kid, my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, British Bulldogs in their prime, juice to the fucking gills, steroids shooting out of their fucking ears, my favorite tag team of all time. Okay. The problem is, is that you can't like go find a fucking dynamite kid t-shirt because he's a fucking savage and an animal. And he put a gun in his wife's face and drug her across the floor by her hair. Not, not to mention all the other horse shit he did. Basically a fucking piece of shit bully in the fucking locker room with needles sticking out of his fucking ass. But if you watch anybody that's listening to this, if they can find the time Watch those fucking matches with Tiger Mask because he was a fucking beast. I don't know if you looked at our my giant list of retros, but that's on there. So yeah, wait, I don't think... watch them until we are going to review it. Oh okay, yeah, listeners. <laughs> yes, you need something. You need something to uh, a reason to tune in, right? Yes. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, I was watching this when they showed. Um, it may have been Nightheart. But um, I forget who it was, but he did a, like like a drop toe hold that was so fucking ridiculous that 
it's just like this is why this dude was so fucking awesome. And the British Bulldogs in general are awesome. The thing that I don't think, like, I, we, I think Jim and I, you and I have talked about this before. It took me a long time to realize that when we were kids and the British Bulldogs would come on, you never got enough of the Dynamite Kid. He was in and out. It was all Davy Boy pretty much all the time. Dynamite Kid would tag in, do the suplex, do another move, and then get out of the ring. And then I realized that that's because his body was already fucking destroyed by because this Because his point. back was held together with tape. Yeah, and... um but it's another uh, it's another another story of you know there's 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 a, I think there's a correlation between steroids, a diving headbutt, and losing your fucking mind. And that's it. That's all I got. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, we I mean we've talked about this. The there's no clearer case for what CTE does to a human being than the, the history of everyone that's done the diving headbutt. Um, this is a story we've heard far too many times at this point. I didn't watch the dynamite kid, Chris, uh, one question for you. The, and I've talked about this a little bit last week with Shawn Michaels. Like, why was he your favorite wrestler? What was um, made him so good? How, how, well, so first of all, you know, obviously being a kid didn't get them, didn't get him singles. He was a member of the British Bulldogs. But everything he did, especially in, in WWF in the early to mid 80s, was different than the way he did it was different than anything I had ever seen. Um, he was a fucking tank. There was just something with that. I, I'm a big fan of like all that kind of grapply British style wrestling. He did that, but he also did it with like really high impact stuff um, and the, the, the air of realism to him. Uh, the two of them actually legit, legit looked tough. And they were the only British guys. And then, you know, after a while, the fucking McMahon thought it'd be a good idea to give him a fucking dog. And it all spiraled downhill. But even back to what we were talking about before, the story goes, like we were talking about with Bret Hart. The story goes that when when he injured his back to the point where he couldn't wrestle and they had to drop the titles, the biggest heel tag team in WWF back then was Sheik and Volkov. The Hart Foundation was still on the on the rise as far as being a heel tag team. And fucking uh, uh, Dynamite Kid refused to lose the titles to Sheik and Volkov. It had to be to Bret Hart. So weird. Weird Why does it matter? <laughs> what does it fucking matter? Right? And when it comes to legit With the fucking... over his friends, probably. Yeah, but when it comes to being a legit, legit tough guy, there were very few more legit fucking tough guys in wrestling at that point than the Iron Sheik. Right. He was a legit fucking wrestler. Yeah, he was an Olympic wrestler. Not, yes. not a pretend I went to wrestling school wrestler. Yeah, not they told me how to fall on my back and talk real quiet so nobody can hear what right. I'm telling you to do next. Man, we were really shitting on pro wrestling today. What the fuck? No, 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 no. I really liked I really like LA Knight. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get, and that, it, that's we also we also get the uh, what seems to be a theme with Dark Side of the Ring, the, the segment of I beat the living shit out of this guy that's dead. What was it Jacques? How do you say it? Rougeau? Jacques Rougeau. That way he was uh, Raymond Rougeau, right? Which one was he? Jacques or Raymond? I think he, I don't He's Jacques. Know. He's Jacques. The I am the Mountie. Well, make sure to tell you how hard he hit him with the quarters and his teeth flew out and his blood squirted everywhere. And he told him he was going to beat him even worse than before. He's like... I love that that's like every time they find some asshole that, that they showed up just so that they can get off on telling that story one more I time. I beat up the dead man. Well, <laughs> it's funny because his wife actually said that. They brought it up to his wife. 
She's like, I don't want to fucking talk about I don't want to talk about this. Is that the only thing that ever happened in his life? You know, he beat the shit out of her, too. Yeah. Well, she's talking about the Rougel. Like, is that the most important thing that happened to him? And I guess it was. You know? Oh. My my daddy told me to hit him with a roll of quarters. Yeah. Dude, he's playing a heel. I love it. I think it's great. I think he's playing a heel with the guy dead. I think Wait, it's all two work. dead guys. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Two get dead guys, because don't forget, he called Dino Bravo a fucking stooge. Another guy that's dead. Yes, he was in the Dino Bravo one. The Dino Bravo one was fun, man. Yeah. Dark Side of Rain. I gotta I like watch that, that one. one. I missed that one. That so was when they're not great. When they're, when they're airing Nick Gage for the five hundredth time and he's like, <laughs> oh, fucking smoke. I'll turn that one off and I'll put on the Dino Bravo one. Real quick. Canadian Strong. Did you see Dick Nick <laughs> Dick Gage? Nick Gage is uh, wrestling against um Woo woo. Ooh, fucking Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. Woo woo. What's that guy's name? From WWE. Woo woo. Oh, woo woo woo. woo. That's uh, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. It's um, Matt yeah. Cardona. <laughs> Matt Cardona. He's fighting Matt Cardona. Yeah, right. Matt Cardona pretended to be uh, Dean Ambrose in a hood. Yes. Yeah. He gave him the DDT he did the, and then he did, he did the, the shoulders, shoulders And then everybody, he ripped his mask off and everybody was real disappointed. Everybody but they like, boo, like they which happy. is great because fuck CZW fans. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. You were the ones that thought that he should have been able to beat. Oh, God. Who did he fight? Oh, he fought. Um, uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. He fought Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross. <laughs> yep. And he leg love- kicked him. What well, was funny? He leg kicked him. And I'll give Nick Gage some credit here. He leg kicked Nick Gage, and Nick Gage he got hurt. He looked around. And he was like, "Fucking pussy shit," <laughs> <laughs> which is what guys like that, like him, think. Like if you kick a guy like that, like you use some sort of skill, you're a pussy. Yeah, so, if you kick people, you're a wimp. Yeah, yeah. all like the fucking light bulb in my fucking side. Yeah, guys like that are the guys that are like if they're much bigger than their opponent, and they come at their opponent, and their opponent punches them in the dick. Then the guy that punched him in the dick is the pussy. It's like, no, he's the smart one because you are yeah, too big. smart, dude. <laughs> All right, more about the Dynamite Kid. Um, I like that the entire family just referred to the the night that uh, Dynamite Kid's wife decided to eat cl- drink club soda and, or uh, tonic water instead of uh, drink booze. They just called it the closet incident. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was a closet incident. Of course, there's the closet incident. Well, I mean, it's, you know. She was still apologizing for him, even though he was a piece of shit into his death, which is a shame. Yeah. You know. I will tell you this. He had good-looking kids. Yeah, his kids are good-looking, which is shocking because he's hideous. Yeah. He was not a handsome man. No. Very ugly. Hideous. It's his mother's genes. I also was a much bigger fan. I like. I wish that uh, Dynamite Kid looked as skinny as he did in Michinoku Pro his entire career. You don't agree, Chris? No, 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 I don't agree. I like juice. I like juice. I, I liked my favorite dynamite kid was bald goatee juice to the fucking gills. That's my favorite but dynamite yeah. kid. My favorite is him He's sideways. Kid. Him sideways on a chase lounge with some woman with no teeth smiling next to him like that picture. Ugh. All right, R.I.P. Dynamite kid, you beat a woman. Fuck you. Piece of shit. It's a shame because you were a great fucker. Let's give credit to Lance Storm. Yeah. Who actually said, I'd love to give this guy some accolades, but he was a piece. Basically said, I'd love to give this guy some accolades, but he was a piece of shit, so I won't. I think he's a, I think he's a Benoit defender, though, so fuck him. Oh, so fuck him. 
Another Benoit. Another Benoit defender. He needs defense. He's can dead. Just, Lance Storm is? Yeah. Can you oh, just, what God. is with that? Like, well, you they know were what? like buds. Yeah, but he's fucking dead. Just don't talk about him anymore. Well, people ask about What's him. wrong with that? People ask him. I don't speak about that anymore. The guy's dead. The incident's over. End of story. You don't have to and have guess what? everybody that's Lance Storm is no longer entertaining anymore if they can't get Eddie Guerrero yeah, exactly. and Chris Benoit yeah, stories exactly. out of him. But here's a lesson for everybody listening. You don't have to fucking share your opinion on everything that's ever happened. Sometimes it's a good idea to just shut the fuck up. Well, then maybe the podcast should not exist, Chris. You've just defeated our entire yes, reason exactly. to exist. <laughs> Except for us. We can say whatever the hell we want. Yeah, who's going to – what, are we going to get fired? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just blow up your shit? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, it's time. Wrestling Retro Rewinds. This week, Brandon selected. Now, every week, one of us selects. We take turns. A match. Chris is in charge of everything before the King of the Ring 316 speech by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Brandon has everything past that point to the current day. And I get all the Japanese and ladies stuff. So, Brandon, what'd you pick this week? Yeah, we did WrestleMania 17. Uh, three-way tag match, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. Oh, wait, the hold showcase. on. Hold, I, I think I watched the wrong match. I watched the match from Mania X7. Mania <laughs> X7. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, it was sorry, the sorry. same one. Oh, okay, good. good. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania X7. You're good. I don't know why they did that. I, I refuse to say it was, that. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it was cool. X8. And obviously this is – uh, part of this I I don't know if I would say that I enjoy, but it's interesting for me is this is obviously a very nostalgic era for me. And going back and watching some of this, I'm like, I don't know if this shit was as good as I thought that it was. Um, we were at the showcase of the Immortals. We got Paul Heyman instead of Jerry the King Lawler. He stepped away for a little bit there. Uh, they had done this two times before. They did it at WrestleMania 2000 and then uh, the first TLC event at SummerSlam. The, the past year so this is the you know the third edition i think at this point people are thinking like how are they going to top these first two um and how they did it is just pretty much big spots the whole way through um I, the one thing i liked in this i, I mentioned a little bit earlier is that at, you're trying to tell a story here at least a little bit the big spots all actually have a purpose of getting towards the title for the most part they're knocking people out of the ring away from the belt not doing finishers and massive stuff in the middle of the ring unless someone is hanging off of the ro- the uh, belts, which doesn't really make sense. I don't. They, if you got to the belts, you can pull the belts off of the off of the thing. I don't know. I don't know why there's multiple times during these where people are hanging there. They have the belts and they just fall off instead of just grabbing onto them and falling with them. But uh, immediately I was like, oh boy. I, I usually try to watch these beforehand and make sure I actually want to to make these two watch them. I did do that this time. And immediately the Dudleys do uh, the Waza diving headbutt and completely miss into Edge's balls. And I was like, oh, boy, why did I pick this? Chris, you know uh, the Waza guys, right? Yeah, I won't share the the reason why I know one of them. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll like. say no, 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 no. no. We'll share that afterwards. I don't want to okay. say anything shitty about people right now. <laughs> we oh, we haven't. Really, it's me. I'm. 
I'm the shitty one here. Okay. Right? Well, let's get that, okay? And I'll tell you guys afterwards. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah, we got a, a couple guest appearances. Rhino, Lita, and Spike Dudley appear. Lita, they are very comedically says, is it jerking edge off the ladder? Jerking nice edge off the ladder. Nice pregnant pause between jerk and edge off and the ladder there. <laughs> Rips Spike Dudley with a chair shot, and then she she gets 3D'd. I'll tell you who, who I thought looked the worst out of this, which is, should be no surprise to you two, the Dudleys. They they really were a, clearly in third place, in my opinion, out of these three tag teams during this great era. But I got – I you know, you it's this – Oh, well, whatever. Sorry. This is what it is. Jeff Hardy beating the shit out of himself, doing a swanton, swanton off a ladder through tables, getting speared off the belts by Edge, this famous spot. One thing I got a kick out of in this is uh, there's constantly like table structures being set up that you don't really see being set up. Mm. So you just see the camera will just lead into and there's like a stack of eight tables that all collapse in. Uh, I don't know if I would say I love this match, but it's undeniably insane. Uh, I don't know if I'll do another tag match. The point of me trying to do this is like, I'm just trying to think, collect my thoughts here. I don't, I don't really enjoy tag team wrestling very much. Right. We've I don't talked about this. TLC. I, agree, I, I yeah. agree with that. I do not necessarily enjoy tag team wrestling, but go ahead. So I was hoping like, hey, let me watch like one of my favorites growing up, see if this re-inspires me a little bit. Wouldn't say that it did that. Uh, I, it is notable how organized everybody is working together. Um. I think you know probably the the what I took away from this in closing on my my side is the point of these tag team matches. I think what you what is better about them is if you have more talented guys, you could get more spots in and rapid succession and build hype with the crowd. Uh, you they these teams clearly were coordinated and moved through action a lot quicker than like a normal singles match. I think that works for a certain thing. What they use it for here is kind of like the end of Act One. An exciting match, and then they they you reset and funnel in towards the main event. So even at its best, it's that's really what really uh what this is. But Chris, that's all I. So yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, you were this. If you're trying to find a match that's going to kind of rekindle or or, or stoke any interest in tag team wrestling. <laughs> You know, having all the guys in a ladder match probably isn't the one to do that. The reason why I think tag team wrestling is kind of flat is because it's so unbelievably formulaic. Mm. Um, and you don't have the formula when all the because it's, you know, it's it's shine up, make the baby fit or make the heels look good. Hot tag guy runs around, clotheslines everybody. That's usually a tag match. Right. With this, you got everybody in the ring. So it's kind of hard. It, it, it's a tag match in name only. Um, and I agree with both of you that tag team wrestling was kind of shit. Uh, and if you watch most of the tag team wrestling you see now, they've kind of, they're doing their best to get away from that. You know, where you have AEW, you have two guys in the ring beating up one for seven minutes and the other one doesn't help them. That kind of shit. But, um, I mean, look, I, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was, uh, uh, I thought it was well, first of all, well commentated. Uh, the, the Jim Ross and Paul Heyman did a great job of telling the story. Um, you know, I just want to point out that WhatsApp was already dead at this point. Yes. Like it was already done. They were doing when they it for years. doing that, it was already done. It was so dead. It was a fucking Budweiser um, commercial. 
Yeah, it was, and and it was something that I think they were doing in ECW, so they were doing it to you know a couple, what a thousand people in a room, if it was that. Because by the time they got to ECW, it was kind of crowded. There It was like more, it was a thing at that point. Um, they did a really good job of having enough action in the ring, like you said, where they set the castle of tables up. There's so much going on that you forget that they did it. And nowadays, I think they fall victim to two guys in the ring doing whatever while while the other ones lay outside or the my favorite in quotes uh, spot, which is the climb up the ladder in unbelievably, unbelievably slow motion. Yes. That's just like it, it's so stupid that they do this and they do it multiple times in every match. And they, I don't think I remember seeing them do it here. Um, what I didn't remember about this match, I watched this match live. And what I didn't remember about this match was the fact that every third that you can get came in. And for some reason, Lita takes her clothes off. I still don't get this. <laughs> I didn't get it when she did it in WrestleMania. I don't get it now. She beats a couple guys off and then rips her top off. And I'm wondering point. if while she, while she's in that match, while she's ripping Edge off the ladder, is she already making her decision to make the switch at that point? Yeah. Just curious. I've heard enough. You look so fucking <laughs> sexy on that or hanging from that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of fun. I forgot how much Edge and Christian were a blast back then. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this. This was a good – this was a good um, – a good uh, match that you picked. I have no thoughts because I didn't watch in any time. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. All right, so I'll add this though. We did. I was going to ask. I've you, seen so it before. It was Brandon. a lot of fun. <laughs> can I can I ask Brandon this? I, I was going to ask you, Jim. Usually I pose these questions to you. I'll pose it to Brandon. Brandon, right. do, do you know who gets punished in a tables, ladders, and chairs match? I do not. Everyone. Gets Everyone. Punished. And a yeah. tables, ladders, and chairs match, uh, according to Paul Heyman. Here, ask me. Jim, do you know who gets Everyone. <laughs> there you go. See, you knew it. The audience. Yes. The yeah. audience. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have enough time. I had to but watch that. Still... I had to watch that Zia Lee match. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I have no time. So My we're, life's over. My life's we're, over. I might as well kill myself. We're at WrestleMania 37 this year. This was 20 years ago, and we're still doing that same match over and over and over again. We're still trying to to meet what these guys did at that match. Just walk away from it. How about walking the fuck away from it? Yeah. There'll never be a cage match like certain cage matches. There'll never be, you know, just walk away. You're never going to get Mankind and Hell in a Cell. It's not going to happen again. Hell in a Cell's dead. They, they died when Mankind almost died. Yeah. That's it. You never have to do it again. You're, You're never going to get it again. Just trying to harness And you that. can't do Jason it every Dragon year, Rana. man. That's like one of those things you end in a three-year build, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm sick of this dude. Hell in a cell. You don't all of a sudden, oh, WrestleMania backlash is over. Then all of a sudden people start saying, you know what? There's only one way to settle this. In hell. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're supposed to be like, oh, I wonder where this is going. A big surprise. All right, Chris, you're up next. Yeah, I got, got a good one for you. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm getting ready to type it into really the list. Okay. Oh, God. The ulti- oh, the ultimate hospital of all time this could have been. 
We're going to go December 26th, 1986, from the Sam Houston Coliseum. Oh, boy. This, this is that match. Sam Houston, the DUI king? Yes. No, Sam Houston. The actual Sam, Sam Houston, Houston he was named the actual after. Sam Houston that Houston is named after. Sam Houston Coliseum. This match is for the number one contendership to the One Man Gang's UWF Championship. It's Dr. Death Steve Williams versus Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Excellent. This is, Brandon, this one's for you. I think you need to see this. I love this. it. Um, it's on YouTube, uh, so it's pretty easy to find. Uh, the only thing is, is that it will add, I think, to your enjoyment because you can hear some other things go on. Uh, I think it was, I don't know what the deal is with this, but there's no commentary during it. Okay. Maybe it wasn't televised. It probably wasn't, but it was taped. Right. Just Because he would tape everything just to put the clips into that UWF show. Yeah. So. Very cool. Randy, excited? Yeah. I Are you familiar with fun. either of these wrestlers? I'm I'm familiar with Dr. Jeff. I, I know one band band. Who's Dr. Jeff? His name isn't Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff Jarrett. Dr. Jeff Jarrett. Dr. Death. Not Dr. D. with Dr. Death. Not the guy that we had in the in the. Not Dr. D. David Schultz. Not David Schultz. Yeah. The other guy that got knocked out by Billy uh, Bart Gunn. Steve Williams. I'm familiar. Steve with. Williams. Yes, Steve Williams. I, and I know not, one. Not band Steve band Austin. Band Steve Gordy. <laughs> Not Sam Houston, Steve Austin. Yeah. No, not Steve Austin. Not Steve Austin, Steve Williams, because that's Steve Austin's name. And not Bam Bam Bigelow. All right. Bam Bam Gordy. All right. So next up, watch along with us, everybody listening at home, from December 26th, the day after Christmas. What a gift. What a 1986. gift to all. Number one contendership. I'm assuming this is D, uh, Mid-South? What is this? UWF, one UWF, man gang. So post mid south. Yes. UWF number one contendership match. We got uh, Doctor Death Steve Williams versus Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Two guys who used to wrestle as a tag team in all Japan. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Should be fun. Check it out. Watch along with us. And let's have a good time and stop watching all this modern shit that stinks. It's not done all stink. <laughs> Can I Did share you? my notes to those two? Because I just ran across them to those two uh, do- docs that we watched. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Read along. I have two lines. Bret Hart, Weird Family, Miserable, and Dynamite Dick. That was it. I just I wanted to get it he out. He did there. have a Dynamite Dick. He, he had four kids, so that thing works. All right, let's take a deep breath. As if that was going to like inspire Chris to like say something. <laughs> weird Family. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, Bret Hart, Weird Family. <laughs> weird Family, Miserable. Miserable. <laughs> All right, guys, calm down. Let's bring it in. R.I.P. Leo Rush. He died. At least his career did. Apparently, he was the big surprise in the that wonderful, wonderful Casino Battle Royale. Hurt his shoulder. His shoulder's so fucked up, he had to retire from wrestling. Brandon, thoughts? Could that have anything to do with... Matt Hardy's inability to move inside of a wrestling ring anymore. If I remember correctly, he's the one that bounced him after his his one match return. I would say that yes. Chris, thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't care. <gasps> That's not very nice. I feel bad for Leo Rush. His career's over. I hate to see anybody's career be over, but he never. I don't. Yeah, 
Okay. He didn't move the meter for you. He didn't move the meter for me, and uh, watching AW would have gotten anywhere near the enjoy, <laughs> anywhere near a level of enjoyment and not ridicule. Um, you know, it never, it wouldn't have brought the product up him being him being around. He said he'll think. he's going to finish off his New Japan dates before he retires because he's signed there, New Japan Strong, which I said I would start watching and I didn't. So, oh well. R.I.P. Leo Rush. The shame you died. <laughs> Let's move on. AEW. Jimmy's no, Jimmy's no longer watching wrestling. We're just doing the podcast. <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> just, watch it. just bring up the reviews on your computer and read them. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. Read the uh, Wrestling Observer. Well, um, um, if you start going, um, well, um, I'm going to know that what you're doing. Oh, boy, this is a really good clip of him trying to rationalize different uh, finishes and matches. And he's arguing with Brian Alvarez. It's pretty fucking amazing. I'll have to send it to you sometime. I saw, <laughs> I saw they said Kenny Omega bumps like a, a hockey hit, not like, like a hockey a fake hit. wrestling. Yes, not like that fake wrestling stuff that he's been watching for 40 years. A hockey hit. And then it's funny because the uh, Meltzer said once an account immediately posted one of Kenny Omega's bumps and he's like flopping all over the place like a fucking fish. Yeah. Also, wrestling doesn't happen on ice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. He's so absurd that when we talk about him, my brain can't even process the shit that he's saying. I just shut it shuts off. He's an expert, Chris. You wouldn't understand. I guess so. He's just so yeah. He's so much uh, more intelligent than me. I'm such an expert that I don't even watch it anymore. I just I just read the reviews. <laughs> I did watch this. I watched AEW. I can't believe I. Maybe this is what killed me. Maybe this is the yeah. the show that made me say, you know what? None of this matters. Nothing matters. I'm fucking done with it. Let's talk about the AEW episode, Brandon. <laughs> it was quite the lead. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like talking about this. Uh, Christian does a diving headbutt in uh, the yes. opening match. Yeah. In we... honor, I guess, of the Dynamite Kid. <laughs> After everything we know of diving headbutt. Fucking dumb dick. And also, they, on commentary, bury him doing it. Like, it's a dangerous thing to do, and he's damaging himself, and that's something. To, and they're trying to, like, justify it, saying, like, it's showing his desperation, blah, blah, blah. But they're basically saying, like, kids don't, without saying it, they're saying kids don't try this at home. No, fuck. Like, everybody's like, that's really bad. That's bad. And all the different voices that they do. Yeah. Not good. It's just, like, it, Christian is a guy to me that I, I don't know why I think this. Apparently, I'm wrong, but he's, like, in a upper tier of intelligence amongst these guys and that he, this is clearly a move that needs to be put to bed like you you nailed it just him doing it once will inspire some kid to try it and it's like can we just fucking stop with the diving headbutts i get I, what you were going for to honor the dynamite kid i'm assuming that's why it happened it was the night or two nights after that episode aired Okay, but of all things you could do to honor the dynamite kid the thing that ended his career in life is not the one also, uh, real quick, let me make a point. Um, they so quickly retired a lot of, like, especially WWE, quickly retired the pile driver. And the pile driver is like legit you landing with your shoulders on someone's legs and then rolling back, forward, rolling back. It's a lot safer to take a pile driver than it is to, to subject yourself into a diving headbutt. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could easily be just like, get rid of this. We're never doing it again. Everybody get rid of it. 
but they right. keep bringing it back. I don't get the point. I don't understand why you're doing it. I don't get it. It's not the Kokeshi headbutt. It's not. You're not Makito. You don't have a giant head that's like a rock. She's impervious to concussions. Chris, go ahead. no, I was gonna say, and like you know, we just got done talking about this. Why the fuck would you be honoring the Dynamite Kid? Because he beat his wife. Don't, you know. No, I, well, I mean, yeah. I, well, I, I maybe beating your wife is one thing I can see not honoring for him for that. But putting a shotgun in your wife's mouth or in, in her face in front of her, in front of your kids. Yeah. Now that's something you want to honor a guy for. Yeah, I mean, it's different stages of honor that you want to lay out yeah. there. Whether or not it's like, wife if beating, it, if it's just wife if gunning. it's just the beating, the beating and the dragging across the floor. You know, I don't know if that really. Um, you know, Dan, I like to dance. That really sp- warrants it. Maybe he just wears t-shirt. But when you actually put a gun in your wife's face in front of your children, then you do the move that basically made him a crazy person. You do that move, and uh, that's a way to truly honor somebody that's the world, one of the world's biggest pieces of shit. I like Dan Spivey, like defending him, and also looking like the guy that fell in the toxic waste in RoboCop. <laughs> fucking jobber that guy was he was big in japan all right <laughs> any more thoughts on this match He's... i actually enjoyed this match cage versus angelica and angelico and helico i thought this was pretty good yeah i don't i'm not a big <laughs> fan of on, on helico i don't i did i didn't really enjoy it um did you get to see angelico in uh blue underground no uh, maybe that's why I'm attached to him because I, he was really good in Lucha Underground. He just jumped off things, lots of things. Yeah. Chris, did you watch any of the show? I caught this while I was working, so. Okay, so on not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. All right. Final thoughts on that match? He's, talk about this the cyberpunk thing. I, he just looks like this weird cyberpunk guy. I don't really, not really vibing with on Helico. Motorcycle um, riding South African. That's what I think it looks like. I think it looks like. That's how you ride with Chappie. Yeah, he's dirt, dirt box guy, uh, dirt, dirt box, dirt bike guy with like fox gear on. That's what he reminds me of. He has really? like, yeah, yeah, that's who he is. Dirt bike uh, stunt man. I think of that that like viral video of all the cyberpunks like doing that dance under the under no, the overpass. That's Jaya Lee. Like a background character. He's Jaya, that's Jaya Lee. Jaya Lee was there. <laughs> never seen this video oh my god okay i'm I'm mute wait i'm mute Mute and go watch it what what do you think the title of it is brandon cyberpunk Uh, dance cyber uh, cyberpunks under overpass try that cyberpunk over underpass over underpass you know what i just banged out half of a pay-per-view i don't fucking know what the fuck's going on is he watching it? I think so. Go ahead. Let's continue. He can chime in later. I just see them all. I just see them in the thumb. Thumbnail on, of the fucking thing. I'm right, here we go. Back I'm, I'm... somewhere. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Well, I needed Chris for this one, but that's okay. I can. I think I can muster up the impression. We we get uh, Layla Hirsch and Nyla Rose. They're building up Nyla Rose to fight Britt Baker. But we do get to see Layla Hirsch get a, a German suplex off with her. Layla Hirsch is going How are you doing that? <laughs> in slow motion. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. 
Oh, this guy's got blood all over him. All right, I'm done with this. Well, <clears throat> her has got such strong. <laughs> I blew it. I'm sorry. I made you laugh. I made you laugh. I'm sorry. All right, That's we're right. done. Move Let's on. Move I don't on. want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, I'm going to have plenty more times to make fun of JR during this podcast. Let's go. Yep. So you got a tag team match. I love Pac, Pac and uh, Penta. They're probably the highlight of this show for me. They've got Kingston with them just so the Young Bucks can have Brandon Cutler with them because they actually lose this time, but they can't take a pin. So Brandon Cutler eats the pin. Yeah, as soon as I saw him in the match, you, you were like, oh, I guess the Bucks are losing. Right, yeah. And uh, then the Good Brothers come out, Frankie Kazarian comes out. I think they're trying to build up the story of all of the guys that the uh, invincible Young Bucks have beat the shit up, are going to beat the shit out of, are eventually going to team up to somehow defeat them. But it's going to take 10 people to beat the two of them or something lame, some lame shit like that that happens when when it's, uh, uh, you feel like you're watching a six year old book his own birthday party wrestling event or something. Uh, they yeah this this show kind of sucked. I not, not much else I want to talk about. This is the problem when you have four pay per views a year and uh, the titles don't turn over during them. Really, you leave with three months of build and and no real interesting storyline going out of it. There's no absolutely no reason that the Pinnacle and um the New World Order whatever the fuck they're called the Inner Circle need to be on every episode. They eat up about twenty minutes a fucking episode. There's no reason they have to be on every every. I don't episode. even I don't. I don't see a reason why they – there's no reason for them to even fucking exist right no. now. No, well, I get that, but I, I, they're not doing anything. They're not wrestling. Right. They're just coming on and eating television time. So this week, oh, look, you brought your limo. Let's smash it up. It, shit was fucking stupid. The, uh, Kenny also Omega, done before. Yeah, Kenny Omega – yeah, of course. Stolen. A million times. Stolen. A million times, yeah. Kenny Omega uh, does a promo where he shits on Jungle Boy's inability to talk, and then Jungle Boy just says, you talk too much. I, I, yeah, I mean, I like Jungle Boy. It's cool. Whatever. Uh, Jake the Snake showed up, and he was the best part of the Lance Archer match. Uh, let me think of more stuff that I have to talk about. Um, Nyla Rose. I'm trying to get it all in because I didn't talk about anything else because I didn't watch anything else. Nyla Rose uh, was looked super green in her match against Layla Hirsch. Somehow Layla Hirsch looked better than her, and like she's wrestled longer. That Ni- match I did watch. I agree with that. Nyla Rose seemed like she was out of sorts at times, and that's no... She's been injured a lot in the last couple of years, and it's no, like, she just needs to clean it up a little bit. That's kind of a shame, man, because I really like Nyla Rose, and I want her to succeed, but at times I'm just like, oh, man, she just looks fucking sloppy. She rolls the wrong way. She reaches the wrong way. At one point, she was reaching for the rope. She was too far from the rope, so between the one and a half and two count, she just started, like, scooching over to the rope. It just looked bad. Yeah. Um, And the main event was fucking boring. I mean, this whole show is not good. This has to be a result of them putting very little effort into being on Friday and Saturday nights because we're getting Saturday night this week mm. because of basketball. They're moving all over the place because of basketball. I, I brought this up before this. I brought this up over the summer, right? Or Now we're in the summer. Over the winter, excuse me, <clears throat> about um, – I don't even remember the days anymore – I brought this up during the winter earlier on. I brought this up about what's going to happen with these guys when they don't get the regular time slot because of the NBA. Well, we talked about that. Yeah, it's, yeah that's what I mean. They're going to have to deal like, with it. I don't remember so, what 
It's been so long since WWE and the Westminster Dog Show used to move around. I don't remember what WWE did then. Did they also put on? They didn't like, air. They just didn't air, or did they come didn't on later? Air. No, they didn't air. It was only a week. Ah, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, it was only one week. Or was maybe it the two US was... Open or something that used to come on? That could have been it. It too. could have been that tennis. I, I think it was yeah. tennis that used to interrupt it. Maybe the French Open, depending on the time slot. No, it wouldn't have been French Open. Australian Open. I it would have been the U.S. Open. U, well, U.S. Open was in the afternoon, so it might have been Australian Open. Could have been. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Who knows? There, you, there was some kind of sporting event that you kind <laughs> delay then. No, legit, there was. And yeah, now I'm laughing at Chris. Just like we're, uh, it's definitely not Australian because that's at like 5 a.m. <laughs> we're just like, who knows? <laughs> some tennis tournament. Well, I mean, Australia afternoon is 5 a.m.? I don't know. We're doing – I could look it up, but I don't feel like it. Anyway, it's – yeah, I don't know. I think they're just, like, going through the motions at this point. Any thoughts on this, Brennan? Yeah, I just, like – I guess what I'm a little bit disappointed them in, and, and if you have any kind of, like, pride in what you're trying to put on, you know that this is – your, your back's against the wall here from a, a viewership rating and an interest perspective. You got to go the other way and lift up and force people to have to tune into this. If this is what you're doing all day, every day, if you're these guys, and it very much feels like what you guys said, they're just like kind of squatting out through this weird uh, NBA playoff run and, and going to pick back up afterwards. But people lose interest in this shit during that time period. That's not what you should be doing. 450, 475, that's their... Uh their number right now, according to Brian Alvarez. So that this is their core audience. That's it. Like we, yeah. we know, we know how many people watch it, which is basically the exact number of people that watch NXT 400, like about 500,000 people every week. That's their core audience. Anything else is a surplus. I also wanted to mention, um, Cody Rhodes making his announcement because Cody Rhodes loves to make really bad announcements. So Cody Rhodes is like a big fan of saying like, Oh, I, the legacy, our legacy, but, you know, I want to make myself my legacy and the legacy of my father. So they bring out. Yeah, he's got a complex, don't he? They bring out Arn Anderson's fucking kid is going to wrestle. Arn Anderson's kid looks oh, like. God. He looks like a f- like some fucking asshole from a frat. That like he's way too fucking bald for his age, but has his hair growing. You know what I mean? Like he's keeping it growing on top. Like Arn Anderson. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, look he like a professional. Like he doesn't look like a professional wrestler. Sorry. <laughs> he just looks like a clown. Is what he looks like. I I remember looking at the TV. For he looks like a dude. Go, Wait, that should be he he should be at the fucking country club. Yep. But not in a comical kind of over the top way. He looks like a legit dude that goes golfing on weekends. That's what he looks like. And we're supposed to get behind this guy. This is terrible. This is terrible. 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 Terrible television. I hate it. Why do I put myself through this every week? I fucking hate it. Can we rewind for a sec? I got some info for you. Yeah, here we go. All right, so Raw was preempted in February for the Westminster Kennel Dog Show. So they did air it. They just didn't air it on Monday night. Hmm. And then it was preempted in whatever it is, September. It said the month, but I forget it already. Uh, for the U.S. Open. U.S. Open, okay. Yeah. That was it. That's it. Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up, Jim. I mean, I sent you guys this thing earlier today as a Forbes article yeah. came out about AEW and Tony Khan and yeah, the most interesting about it if you want, article right. is 
is is Shahid Khan basically admitting that he thinks AEW is a shitty idea, and he's like, look, I have more money than I know what to do with. I would ra- I'm, it's going to you, Tony. I'd rather see you blow it while I'm alive and at least watch it than uh, have it happen after I die. That's the entire premise of as to why AEW exists. Um, when you understand that, I think it becomes very clear as to why a lot of this shit is happening. Everybody has their plus one. It's like every uh, Cody gets Brandy is a, a VP of whatever thing. She's got her website to the point now where we're watching the fucking show and Arn Anderson's plus one is coming in and it's his, his kid and, and Sperry boat shoes is now yes. in, a, in a, in a six man tag match. It looks, I never fucking, heard it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like that's a wrestler. Like... That's a professional wrestler. He looks fucking terrible. That's a guy I throw out of the bar because he drank too many fucking Jägermeisters. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> this guy fucking sucks. I'm going to root for him. He's the good guy. No, I hope Anthony Gogo punches him so hard in the stomach. He fucking fisted a North Stars. I mean, his hand goes through his gut. Cody will no sell it, but this is yeah. fucking terrible. No, it's terrible. It's there's people on this show that are good, and I'm not trying to just bury AEW. No, of we're just not. burying stuff. To, but um, this is say, like, go ahead. Sorry. You, you can. Uh, I'm not trying to just bury AEW, but you can see what's happening here, and it's like, you watch Dark Side of the Ring, watch these guys from this era, how, how nuts half of them are, and then you see the uh, the money train come in 25 years later, and all of a sudden everybody's everybody's back. Everybody's got their little thing going on for cash, and it's just. Bunch of creeps. You're just watching Tony Khan get fucking manipulated week after week. On television. Airtime. When they yeah. pull in these weird dudes like fucking Arn Anderson's kid. Does anybody know his name? Can you tell me I his don't. name off the top of your head? Don't look it up. Nobody look it up. Nope. Like, I have no idea. Bart, Bart Anderson Bar- or Brian? Barn. <laughs> Barn Anderson. Barn, Barn Anderson. Arn and Barn. <laughs> Arn and Barn. We were, I had it on. I looked at the TV and I was like, wait, wait. Is that fucking double A's? kid now fucking terrible nepotism uh yeah let's let's talk about the positives on aw let's just go out on the positives miro we can agree miro is fucking awesome right yes 100 percent. yes young bucks no i'm kidding eddie kingston's awesome eddie kingston penta yes. l zero Miedo, and Pac. pretty much a death triangle which is four people yes yes um let's see who else um brian cage rules yes I like Christian Cage. Can you guys, do you guys disagree with Christian Cage? No, I agree. But Christian Cage is also an, an old timer at this point. I know, but I'm talking about the positives of this show. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, Christian he's, Cage he's a is a positive. The women's division is getting better. I, I will say that I enjoy watching the women's division. I have no. So here's the thing with the women's division. I don't know who any of them are basically. Right. No, no. And I'm Wait, not, you don't not, know who I'm Layla not... Hirsch is, or you just know her strong no, legs? No, no, I just know her strong legs. So don't do it again. Don't so, do it again. <laughs> so no. What I'm saying, and when I say that, that's not a negative. I am. I only know who majority of the women on this roster are. I think all of them because of AEW, and I'm still entertained by it. Like when you talk about what AEW almost was supposed to be. Like when you think of what they were going to do, I didn't think it was going to be, all right, let's bring in Arn Anderson's kid. Let me, let's bring in this goofy guy that that I know. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's be a weird mid carter that eats up 25 minutes of promo time a fucking show. Cause that's all 
Cody Rhodes is. He's a fucking mid-carder that they bring out like he's Hulk fucking Hogan in the 80s. I don't understand it. But with the women's division, not to go off on a tangent, but with the women's women's division, like I said, I don't know who they are, and I find them all entertaining. So it's definitely a plus. Brandon, again. Oh, I'm just laughing at that. We were trying to do the positives for like two minutes. Yeah, let me keep going with the positives. Hold on. Let's keep going. So, okay, women's division is a positive because you got um, yes. Britt Baker on top of it. And and Hikaru Sheet is awesome. Um, we get, uh, and Saki Layla Hirsch has such... Stop, don't do it again. So, um, <laughs> how about um, Asake Danake? He's a positive. Yeah. Uh, Dar- Darby Allen is a positive. 100%. A go-go is a positive. 100%. Sting, Sting is fucking amazing. Yes. Um, uh, Pretty much everybody in uh, uh, Taz's group is pretty good. They're entertaining. Yes. So, what are the problems here? <laughs> Let's talk about the problems, ready? The pinnacle. The pinnacle sucks. Does anybody disagree with that? No. Nope. The uh, New World Order, whatever the fuck those other guys are called. The Elite. What inner are they Circle. Inner, inner Circle. Sur- they stink. Garbage. Everything that the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle have been involved in, besides promos, which is the majority of it. Let me change that up. Most of the stuff they've been involved with stinks. And it's always been the some of the most regrettable things involved in AEW. Whether it's Jericho falling off the fucking cage whether it's uh 30 minute promos it all stinks how about uh cody rhodes oh you know what? let's skip cody rhodes we'll save him for the uh for the final run to win the world series uh lance archer generally is not booked very well um hangman page i don't know what his fucking gimmick is young bucks are fucking terrible chris concur <laughs> brandon I mean, they've been having the same match for 10 years now. Yeah, did we say Kenny Omega? We haven't gotten to him yet. Yeah, he's probably been the the biggest disappointment for me, only because I thought he would do something different. Yeah, Kenny Omega is fucking terrible. Cody Rhodes, by far, is the biggest fucking turd in professional wrestling. (laughs) He... Is just everything about him is just as soon as he comes out, everything about him is just like it. It just seems so forced and boring at the same time. And he, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get any of it. I don't get it. It drives me fucking crazy. And I think every week this is the first show I watch usually. Well, no, I'll catch NXT, but this is probably the second show, first or second show I watch. And this kills my attitude for the rest of the week. Is this stupid fucking show? Any more thoughts on AW? I got. I'm gonna watch it again Saturday. Yeah, it should be fun. Saturday yeah, well, that's why. I, usually, usually what I do is I DVR it and then I watch it as while I'm like kind of cleaning up the house on on Tuesdays. I have it on in the background while I'm doing my thing in the house, and I kind of catch it that way. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't let it, you know, because it would do the same thing. Like it's arduous. It was that was what it was. For, that's what impact was doing to me. It's yeah. hard work watching this shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's ruining my enjoyment. It's the reason why I couldn't watch <laughs> fucking WrestleMania 17 
ladder match considered one of the greatest tag team matches of all time because I was so fucking tired after watching all this bullshit for fucking days. Why can't I enjoy this? Why can't they give me something to enjoy? Yeah. It's so hard. And they're going to get it. They're going to they're going to have two shows now. Yeah, we're on not top of the YouTube I ain't, shit. We ain't watching both. No way. <laughs> There's no fucking way I'm doing it. Like, I thought we were going to be freed of it by not watching SmackDown and fucking Raw. And it's just the same and then, bullshit. And then, and then, and then we, they, the other promotions, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, decided to regress even further than they, they like, had oh, regressed in the beginning. We heard, we heard that they're not watching it anymore, so we'll just take it, take the gas, take our foot off the pedal a little bit. Well, also, um, are they, they're moving to TBS. Yeah. We not, why? We, why? Mm. I think it's to avoid this problem in the future. Oh, okay. To yeah. avoid the... It uh, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sure so you have a time slot and it never moves. Yeah. Because TBS don't do shit. I don't... It's... Brandon, go I don't know how this stuff works, but doesn't... So I I do know this. TNT owns TBS. Why the... Can you not just go on TBS for a certain amount of time, like, without it being an official move? I don't know if there's a live television show on... Well, not live, but a program television show on TBS on Wednesdays at eight o'clock. There might be. Yeah, might be wipeout or something like that. I don't. There's not. Know. There's not. I watch bad television. It's my life. So what's the what's <laughs> the I show do. like? It's, big, it's fucking the Avengers. Hours and hours and hours and endless hours. Three days straight of the Big Bang Theory for yeah. TBS. I and mean, I know really they old... do it. Yeah, sorry. I know they do it with other sports when stuff happens. In sports, you just shut the cable shit off or move that and have the live event available. Like, I don't know why that this well, is other, getting kicked around like crazy. The other thing with 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 this uh, that that um, TBS TNT that their formula is it's all programming either that they have the rights to or st- and then they fill the rest of the time with stuff that they own, right? If you ever notice, if you look on a, um, you know, they love to air Batman versus Superman and they love to (laughs) air Man of Steel and they love to earn all these Time Warner properties. They just air the shit out of them because they own them. Right. So I really don't know why. I guess maybe because they had promised, they probably promised ad space to these to the to they, they promised ad space to advertisers during this time slot on TNT, there may be some kind of money thing where if they air it on TBS, they may have to give them money back. Who who has to give who money back? TBS or Time Warner would have to pay back the money because that ad space may not be as valuable. Because nobody's why. I mean, I don't know who the fuck's watching TBS. I don't know who the fuck's watching television. I'm the only idiot in this <laughs> fucking world that still watches TV, and all I watch is me TV because I'm a fucking moron. All right, well, don't put yourself down. Let, yeah, let, let us do that. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the uh, TV schedule here so I can see what's on TV yeah, tomorrow what, night. See what see what they couldn't. Put oh, Wednesdays. A-W. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to look. It's Big Bang Theory all night long. <laughs> Chris knows. Is it? Yeah, I already know this. Chris knows the uh, the schedule off the top of his head. I love it. Yeah, I mean, hold up, hold up. We'll give it to him. We are. Dead loading. Air, dead this, air, is, loading. this is good. Spinning, good. spinning. So we're at 6 p.m. Yeah. Oh, he nailed it right at nailed 8. Big, <laughs> bang big Bang Theory. This is a Big Bang Theory marathon. You can't it's on stop all night. that. It's 
it's, you're it's tank. fucking wait a minute. Bazinga. Fucking, not only that, it's it's if I'm not mistaken, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I watched. You can't turn no. her boobs off for one day to fucking put wrestling on. I, I remember one episode of Big Bang Theory that I watched, and it was a Christmas episode and Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. together, and I didn't laugh once. They do, well. They I'll tell you this. There was not so, a single I, chuckle. Not I watched a giggle, me, not a chuckle, and I thought the Dungeons and Dragons references might pop me. No pops. So. Uh, I watched me some Big Bang Theory um, because uh, I'm a bit of a dirtball. And uh, <laughs> there's uh, some coveting behavior going on uh, in my you. brain while I watch the show. Um, is it Kuoko but here's, or is it the other girl? I'm a big – no, no. I'm, it's Kuoko, not uh, the other one. Are you watching her new like, show? You like Stewart? No. No, I don't want – I like Stewart, the comic book guy. Here's the problem. This – Jim will get this, and I say it to my wife all the time. They play Dungeons and Dragons wrong. Yeah, I don't. You're supposed to be a geek show. <laughs> and they wrong. <laughs> they went wrong. I look at I look at my wife the whole time. I go, see that? That was wrong. Yeah, I think I remember doing that. Too. I bring my Dungeon Master's guide up and I shove it in her face. I go, read that. Read that. Four sided die. Four sided die. All right. Any final I thoughts on AEW? Fistful of die, and I threaten to throw them in her face. Jesus Christ. This isn't really happen. Chris's house sounds like fucking uh, Dynamite Kid's house. Jesus. <laughs> instead nerd. of a shotgun, Dynamite. he's got a he's Dynamite got a bag nerd. full of dice instead of a shotgun. Dynamite dice bag. I should probably get it for you right there. Chris has got his closet set up with all the, the uh, Warhammer and Dungeons & Dragons rule books in it, and then he's waiting for that moment to, Just to, to fire his out. significant other in there. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with with one uh, lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts on AEW? No, I ha- I hate it. Um, I'm enjoying watching. <laughs> I'm watching Tony get conned. That's the only thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah. it sucks, man. I want to be excited to watch wrestling. You think they're like surrounding him, like you know, like Cody Rose is like got him in a corner, like I know you love my dad. If you really loved him, you give me more money. Tony yeah, Khan's I, like, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I just remember telling my roommate. Kiss me. I remember telling my roommate at the time, like, hey, man, Omega's going to be on this show. I, and we, we've we watched his New Japan matches. This should be fun. And he's just so fucking lame. And I'm like, I'm embarrassed that I said that. That's how I feel. So I'm not going to He went over, like, he's been doing all this shit. And last year, he flew over before the pandemic. Flew over to Japan and did a DDT show where he wrestled Antonio Honda. And it was Antonio Honda and uh, my, uh, Mio Yamashita. Versus Kenny Omega and Riho. And during all this AW crap where he wasn't doing anything, he went over there and had an amazing match. In a basically a comedy match. High impact comedy match. He can still do it. There's something keeping them from making it entertaining. I don't get it. Are they trying to make it for a specific audience and therefore it's missing us? I think that's it. Yeah. I get advertised on Twitter every week for the fucking being the elite that I'm never going to fucking watch. I'm not going to watch any of their stupid fucking YouTube shows. I'm not going to watch anything. I need to know what's going on. I can't suddenly be told this person's a number one contender because over the last week, over three shows, over multiple platforms, they won matches and now they're good. I don't buy it. It's fucking bullshit. If it's not on my television, I don't care. I'm not searching out product, right? I right. agree with you. 
I think we said this before. We say it over and, and over uh, again. Yeah, it's, Come to uh, me. Don't make me come to you. Exactly. Yeah. And I've said it a million times. I've said it since they started. They're playing to the back of the room. They are. That's who they are. Right? They the have their flowers. fans. They're that's playing the to their fans. They're 475. That's who they have. Yep. And that's what they got. And that's let's just keep them. We're not going to get any more. They know they're probably not going to get any more. You know, and... and like, if you're the, quote-unquote, the magical word, the casual fan. I can't stand that word, but the casual fan. And you have a choice be- between... AW on Friday night and game three of some NBA game, you're going to go watch the NBA game or go out with your friends and have a drink instead of watching wrestling or an entire weekend full of fucking sports. Are you going to pick AEW if you're the quote unquote casual fan? No, you're not. So this 475 that we keep seeing, that's their fan base. That's who is that. That's who they're shooting for, which is one third of their, the top number they got. Ratings wise. Right. So if you keep how shooting much, for them, if you keep shooting for them, that's all you're going to end up with. How many, how many, I'm willing to bet a large percentage, 90, I would bet like almost 90% of them watch every single show. Yeah, absolutely. That's and that's their all the wrestling they watch. That's their die. I mean, um, WWE has diehards too. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Go on their Twitter account or their Instagram. Although, of course, it's really weird because a lot of their diehard fans on WWE's Instagram, there's a lot of women that are really bad and they need you to contact them or they're in trouble. <laughs> like they're like, you know, they've been bad and they're being punished or like, you know, it's or maybe very it's just strange. Like, or they're just they they put out like their PayPal information and you can give them money. Yeah, you give them money. It's just really odd. It's strange. It's strange. All right, I have uh, one more point. Uh, so I don't watch main roster anymore. I know you guys might catch it once in a while, but Jim. I did. I did see what's that? No, I said no. Okay, I did see that Eva Marie finally wrestled against Naomi, but instead of wrestling, they brought out Viper, aka Piper Niven, who is Eva Marie's nerdy friend. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch this clip? I didn't see it. Brandon? I saw the story. No, I didn't. I know one Viper, and it, and it, it's not Piper Niven. Oh. And that's strange, too. Hold on. That's strange. They're calling her Viper? No, Viper's the old name for her. Viper is who she oh, has to start Oh, okay. She's, still, she's, she's Piper Niven in this. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what her name is. Okay. So they took basically Lady Bronson Reed and turned her into nerdy sidekick of Ava Marie. And they also, uh, WWE's social media was full of people fat-shaming her. Mind you, wrestling fans tend to be a little gross. Yes, they do. Saw, they do. They yeah. do tend to be that. A little gross saw, on various saw, different levels. Um, she didn't go too off the wall with it, but I saw Mia Yim had a little something to say about that on Twitter. What she said? Mm. Do we know? I forget it. It was just basically like you know, people behind screens have a lot to say about somebody. How about you know about body shaming and stuff like that? It wasn't like a big quote, mm. but it was basically like you know, fuck you, you gross motherfuckers, fucking assholes, bitches. So anyway, yeah. one of my favorite foreign wrestlers in stardom is now the funny sidekick of Eva Marie. So every time that I think like, oh, maybe I'll get caught up on the main roster and we'll talk about it because I hate everything else. No. 
It all stinks. It all stinks. Well, I'll tell you guys we, that we do have a big stardom show that's going to show up eventually. It's going to be streaming, and apparently it was fucking amazing. So we will cover those next week. So we have some pauses to look forward to. And I will give you well, plenty uh, yeah. of ba- I will give you plenty of background, so this way you won't go in dry. And Hell in a Cell is this weekend. <laughs> we do have Hell in a Cell. No, we, we don't have to. No, we'll go through it. Okay. I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> no, let's not. Fuck it. You know listen, what we do? What, you know what I think we should do? We're at the halfway point of the year. I think we should take a look at our best of the year and maybe go through and see what we would consider to be our halfway point best of the year. It might make it easier down the line to try to figure out what the best of the year is if we just break it down to a couple things out of this list, which looks like I'm going to say out of 20, I'll count off the top of my head, of 20 things, I believe 18 are things that I said. <laughs> best of the year. Well, you have the, Hold on, you 16. Have the, 16. You have the benefit of getting stardom, I DDT. Do. Yes. We're stuck with WWE. TJP, and, <laughs> hold on, TJPW and New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. is back. Right, and I had impact. One, to two, three. <laughs> hold on, there's some good shit on here. Four. It was Greg the Hammer Valentine five. versus Roddy Piper in the, the chain match. There's eight out of 20 that aren't Japanese-based. That kind of makes sense, though. That makes sense. Yeah, sounds about right. Be- the best ma- I'm talking about match I'm, of the year. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Let's see what we got here. I'll bring yeah. it up. Yeah. So. Like the last thing that you guys had on here was from WrestleMania night one. It was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Oh, okay, yeah. And then Thunder Rose and Britt Baker's on there. Well, when was the last time we came on here hyped about anything since then? Uh, you mean like that wasn't from Japan? <laughs> Nothing. The last thing was uh, Mio Yamashita and uh, Yuka Sakazaki. That was from the 5th of June. So that was 10 days ago. Yeah, I guess I mean that it wasn't – like, I can't remember being like, I'll, I'll tell you what. WrestleMania. I know we talk show in AEW, but – Yeah, it was WrestleMania. And then it was it was March was Thunder Rosa versus Brick Baker. Yeah, it was right around WrestleMania time, yeah. right, right before. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to – maybe we'll go through those next week, and we'll try to figure out and whittle it down to a couple of matches that makes it easier. Well, you know what? Let's put it on there now because I'm sure it's going to be pretty good. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre and Helen Cell. Put <laughs> that this one, is, just hold on. It. This is a match to de- determine that Drew McIntyre can never challenge Bobby Lashley again. That's the stipulation. <laughs> He's, they've challenged each other for fucking six months. <laughs> Shit sucks. It's a match to just put the fans out of their misery. Yes, and you know it'll it'll end if, up in the squash. If Bobby it'll, it'll Lashley wins sh- this, say, say Bobby La- go ahead, got it. Bobby Lashley wins. Lash- Bobby Lashley wins this match. The fans never need to watch a game. That should be the the stipulation. Could you be so? Could you imagine being so tone deaf as a company that you just completely like? ignore everything the fans are saying oh i get it though actually now that i think about it they haven't had fans in the building to curse at them yet they coming back yeah, what, I, yeah but oh my god they're gonna boo the shit out of them and they're just gonna keep hitting that thunderdome button it's like god, i can't i can't tell if it's tone deaf or that they're just actually leaning in and acknowledging the fact that they're they're going hey if 
Bobby Lashley wins this match, we can't keep writing the same shit every single week. We'll have to just pull some, another character into this. They're, the point of the match is that they now have to start doing a, a little bit of their jobs if, if one of the two things happens. Do you think that's what it was? Do you think Vince came up to it like, look, if Bobby Lashley wins, you're going to have to do your fucking job. And they were all like, oh, God, oh, no. Well, Brandon, oh, from God. what we know, from what we know, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Vince McMahon comes in and just takes over anything. Ever Vince and Shane take it, over everything anyway. Yeah, it could be the opposite in that they're like trying to to write Vince out of fucking up their own stories, and they're like, all right, here's the here's how we'll sneak it in. There's a clause that he Vince can't storm in and and demand we do these two again. I have a question for um, for our inside source. Whose idea yeah, was Piper Niven being the nerdy sidekick? I'll, sum, I'll submit that request. We'll, yes. we'll get back to you. Yes. It can be vague. <laughs> I just want to know why would you, why would you do it to why would you do it to Lady Bronson Reed? Why would you make Lady Bronson Reed the nerdy sidekick? Big fucking killer and big, bring her in like big killer with basically the exact same mood set move set as Bronson Reed, but you're just gonna make her the dork. Makes no sense. All right, let's move on. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. I swear to God, we're not negative every week. It just... we're, it, the, the podcast is living up to his name. Yeah. Its name. Wrestling is fucking hard. There was a reason why why, why this is the name of the podcast, and it's we're going through difficult it right to now. find. We'll never get like an interview or a guest ever because they'll look at it and know that we hate wrestling. <laughs> They're like, I'm not fucking talking to these guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we will be back here next week.